welcome to Josie's Bar Podcast. We're a bar, we're in Hell's Kitchen, and we discuss issues of Daredevil one at a time in chronological order for the rest of our lives. I'm Claire, <laughs> joining me <laughs> as always is, uh, is the newbie on this podcast. It's Vicky. Hey, Vicky. Hey! And we've got a really special guest again, as always, for this very, a very, a very special issue of Daredevil. <laughs> Um, it's Emma from Daresplaining. Woo! Woo-hoo. Welcome back. So excited to be here. Now, now, why, why specifically do you <laughs> want this issue? <laughs> or well, are you excited to have this issue? There's a reason because a certain characters introduced. But please explain to us your your love for this character. Yes. Um, so this is a very special issue. It actually introduces two very cool characters. It introduces Leapfrog, but much more importantly, it introduces Mike Murdoch, who is one of my great Daredevil loves um, <laughs> <laughs> for a number of reasons. Um, I, I, um, he just, this is the point, I think, when the comic goes from, I mean, you know, it's great. I love a lot of the issues leading up to this issue, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of normal level bizarre kind of soap opera-y. This is where it takes it up to the next level um, with the introduction of Mike. And I just love Mike conceptually, visually. Um, <laughs> I love what Mike tells us about Matt. Um, he's a really, that's kind of, when I first read this issue, I loved Mike just for the the Mikeness of him, but <laughs> yeah. when you really get into thinking about what, whether or not Stanley and Gene Cole intended this, um, thinking about what he says about Matt regarding Matt's feelings on how he presents himself to the mm-hmm. world, um, his identity on the things that he was or wasn't allowing himself to do in his Matt Murdock persona that he does do in his Mike persona. Yeah. It's really fascinating to me. Um, and so I just, he's one of my, I mean, he's not really a a character at this, obviously. Um, but he's definitely one of my favorite Daredevil concepts and characters because he's just wacky and fun and fascinating on the character level. So I'm very excited to talk about this issue, which introduced (laughs) (laughs) And they do expand on, and I think we can say this because we probably will not get to these issues for about another 13 years. Yeah, I was going to (laughs) say. They do expand on the character of of Mike Murdoch later in sort of the, you know, recent years, um, which you've done some really good uh, blog posts um, on. I remember reading one on sort of the, um, the sort of reintroduction of the character and I yes. think I think you're right that it is kind of fascinating what this character, particularly at this point, what it's he says about Matt. And there's mm-hmm. a few little things. Mm-hmm. And I think as well with this issue, I don't know if you guys agree. I feel like this issue is the first one where you, where I definitely kind of go, oh yeah, Matt's mental health is on pretty shaky ground. <laughs> you know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, because there's been, you know, there's been bits and pieces forward it's one of the things i i love about the character and i find most interesting but this is kind of where you're like mm, okay you know <laughs> there's, there's something there and obviously they they kind of expand on that later and some writers do an excellent job on that um mm-hmm. vicky like initially before we go into it what what initially are your thoughts on the long-awaited appearance of mike murdoch like I I think Matt needs to go and see a therapist. <laughs> oh yeah, but, yeah. Like, I mean, he's a Marvel. He's a Marvel superhero. They all do. Just, I was I was reading this issue and just thinking, really, Matt, that's that's the best thing that you could come up with on the spur of the road. I'm just going to invent a twin. Perfect. The perfect. The perfect plan to to, to put. Uh, Foggy and Karen off the scent. Well, I've been watching Days <laughs> of Our Lives. I'm going to steal a plot from that. I feel like it's a Days Jeez, of Our Lives. It's so plot. intensely soap opera It's yeah. just. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> just. Yeah, I did a lot of uh, uh, looking away out of the window and shaking my head. <laughs> um, 
and going Fuck's sake, Matthew. I will say, I was online earlier today and I saw you log on to uh, Marvel Unlimited, Vicky, and I did have my hands with glee. <laughs> like, oh my God. Like, I'm not even Clint Barton comes up with ideas that stupid. And that is saying something about my favourite disaster gremlin. Oh. Um, because Clint has some really dumb ideas, but not even, I just, yeah. I mean, we thought that the idea of Matt dressing up as Daredevil, as Matt, yeah, <laughs> from, from that one to go to the arena was bad. Um, like, I mean, and, and we'll get into some interesting ideas pretty soon as well. In the, you know. like, this, is what, this is what I'm talking about. We're only 25 issues in, mm-hmm. and he's already pulled out the fake <laughs> twin idea and it's like jesus christ yeah yeah, yeah. he just get off to a good start with the <laughs> protecting his secret identity plans <laughs> clearly this is i mean this is a, a he's he's never good at it and i like that it starts this early yeah like literally all you have to do is turn around and go karen i'm blind right <laughs> job done you really believe spider-man karen hmm. yeah, look on, what jay Jones jameson says about him he's clearly not to be trusted i'm 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 a blind lawyer karen like it's it's blatantly not me mm-hmm. it's just but no no let's come up <laughs> let's come up it's a twin. twin. <laughs> wow. Maybe that's why I was texting you about twins last night, Vicky, because it was on my mind because of this issue. Yeah, but you have this, like, that's what, like, your superpower is that within, like, ten minutes of a movie, you've already I guessed. I the twist. What, what, <laughs> yeah. Like, straight away. Like, it's, yeah. yeah, I don't know how you do it. I do. I watch ten minutes of, like, any kind of twisty thing, and I'm like, this is the twist, and it is. It's really, it's a, it's a really, like... Creepy, uncanny superpower, and it's deeply disturbing. If any, if any Hollywood writers want to send me their scripts to like test how good their twist is, and I'll read them and say whether I saw it coming or not, and then you give me loads of money, and I'll do that. I'll give you feedback. Uh, and uh, and if, if you guess it in within the first twenty minutes, then there's no point in. Yeah, you got to rewrite it. Yeah, you got to rewrite it. Um, well, so we, the twenty minutes is the is the is the is the, the, the line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say about that. So we are a bar, guys, and as such, we have drinks every week. Um, so what is everyone drinking today? Vicky, what are you drinking today? I am drinking good old-fashioned Yorkshire tea in my special podcasting mug. Josie's Bar Mug. Excellent. Yes. Good old Yorkshire tea. Yeah. I'd, yeah. yeah Sean it's, Bean it's... would be proud. <laughs> Do it for Yorkshire! Do it for Yorkshire! <laughs> Emma, what are you drinking? Um, well, I'm I'm being fairly boring today. I'm drinking uh, lemon-flavoured carbonated water. Ooh, that's nice, though. <laughs> Make sure my voice holds out. <laughs> I am drinking... Well, I did promise Daniel last week that I would have some alcohol this week because I did get given alcohol for my birthday. So um, in most bars, uh, it would be called a Jack Daniels and Coke. Um, but obviously we are Josie's Bar, so it's a Jack Murdoch and Coke, I'm going to call it. And that's what I'm drinking <laughs> with my, my Jack Daniels out of my dead. This is how you should drink a classy drink like this, out of a tomb tumbler with Daredevil on it. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Although I do have uh, I do have some water uh, to the side in um, a Spider-Man beaker. Nice. <laughs> it's, I don't. I don't even know how I ended up with this Spider-Man beaker. It's blatantly you should have like a a sippy cup top on the top, <laughs> but it doesn't. You stole that and, from my nephew, right? <laughs> no, and I don't. I think. I think it ended up in all my stuff when I moved out of my last place, which was a shared house. Mm-hmm. And I think it was just it just kind of got scooped in with all the glasses and stuff, but it kind of disturbs me a bit that I lived in a shared house with a load of adults um, had a sippy cup. without children who had a sippy cup. It's just because you had a small child living on your walls that you didn't know about. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> anyway, uh, this week anyway. we are discussing Daredevil number 25, which was released February the 1st, 1967. 
So it's almost, well, it's just after its anniversary, I guess. <laughs> and this oh, yeah. issue is called Enter the Leapfrog. It's really? like the, the really bad cover version of Enter Sandman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that'd be great. Uh, oh, God, imagine if there was a supergroup made of Marvel villains. Oh, it'd be beautiful. Oh, it would be Doctor beautiful. Doctor Doom on the, uh, on the keyboard. Uh, <laughs> introducing Daredevil's third identity. Okay, yeah. Yep. <laughs> After Foggy and Karen suspect Matt is Daredevil, Murdoch creates a fictional twin brother, Mike Murdoch. But a greater threat emerges when Daredevil is attacked by a costume villain wearing spring-loaded shoes. The first appearance of Leapfrog. This issue is a Stanley and Gene Colan epic extravaganza, inked by Frank Giacoya and lettered by Artie Simek. No Sammy Rosen this week, I'm afraid. Uh, and this issue is described by Stan as a yarn that begins with a wallop. <laughs> Um, so, instantly, we are introduced to a little guy called the Leapfrog, Vicky. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I love this initial outfit. He's just a, bis- a green business suit with yeah. sh- fancy shoes with springs on <laughs> And a hanky over his mouth. <laughs> oh, he, he's, at least he's adhering to, you know, the mask mandate in, in, in this. Yes, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Responsible. I- However, I will point out that, that that hanky is just tied at the back. So while he's going up, that hanky will, you know, press against his face. But as soon as he starts going back down, that hanky's going to rise up and everyone will be able to see his face. Because <laughs> <laughs> of physics. <laughs> so I don't think he, he, he thought it through. <laughs> I don't think physics has anything to do with what's going on with Leapfrog. <laughs> no, no, exactly. It's, yeah, Leapfrog is... Yeah, I mean, when we were covering um, Frogman a few issues ago, I was like, had it in the back of my mind, oh, we've got another frog theme film coming. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, so Matt is getting off the plane. Um, he's coming back from his, you know, fight in Europe with, um, you know, with uh, Plunder again. He's got a teeny tiny little bag, <laughs> which I love. Where did little... he get that from? I, I'm guessing Kazar bought him this suit and this little bag, but later on we see this bag he's holding, and it's got some kind of crest on it. That's what I thought. Maybe it's like the Kazar family crest. Yeah. Which hmm. I mean, if if like Karen and Foggy saw that, they'd be like, "Huh, that's suspicious." <laughs> particularly when Matt's like, "I can't be Daredevil. He was in Europe with Kazar." Puts down his <laughs> Kazar. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I, I just love he's got this tiny little bag it's great um, and immediately Leapfrog is leaping everywhere stopping the planes from taking off I'm not really sure what his plan is I think he's to test his costume isn't yeah, it or he's something? just hanging out at the airport yeah. hopping around I don't know why he picked the airport for this but I kind of love it <laughs> it's great yeah yeah I was uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what you want to see when you get off the plane is someone bouncing around on <laughs> spring shoes yeah it's just like yeah I don't I don't I really I, I still don't understand the whole like the whole like what what was he doing at the end like what did he just think that like oh I know the perfect place to check my you know test my clown shoes which is essentially <laughs> what they are um, I'll go to the airport. Great. Um, I love that when he does his costume later, uh, his full costume, which we will talk about in depth. Uh, yes, we <laughs> um, will. He adds like little frog feet to it because I was like, I yeah. feel like those would stop him from bouncing up and down. <laughs> or maybe like, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, but we also in this scene, we need to talk about the true hero of this issue. Which is this little old lady who's yelling at Leapfrog. Oh, <laughs> I love her. Because Leapfrog tries to take Matt hostage, and this little old lady is waving her umbrella around and telling Leapfrog he should be ashamed of himself for picking on such a poor, helpless young man. <laughs> it's great. And the, police, and the policeman's like, I ain't, just that, I ain't a helmet. Yeah, <laughs> get your umbrella out of here. Watch it. <laughs> I also love how how unimpressed Matt is. You know, he's probably jet lagged. He's kind of annoyed that he's dealing with this. And he just, uh, I love this the leapfrog. How corny can you get? You know, yeah. even he 
<laughs> Even he's not entirely buying this. I mean, yeah, he's which I appreciate. Because... We've made no secret of the fact of, of how much we love the plunderer on this podcast. And I like to think that Matt's like, oh, leapfrog. I've just been dealing with the plunderer now. Yeah, that's like, that's a villain. What a man. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, leapfrog. Get out of here. I'd just like to say that I don't like the colour of um, Matt's suit. I don't mind it. I, I, it was, it's, uh, this is his Obama moment, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's his tan suit. Oh, no. I mean, considering what he wears later, <laughs> I think we can forgive him for this. <laughs> um, it's definitely yeah. not a tooth, though. It's, uh, it's, it's not a good look. Yeah, I, mean, I it's, don't like it's it. Fine. Well, I like to think that Kazar took him suit shopping, and Kazar's not great at picking out suits either. That's true, and it's it's kind of like um, it's it's kind of blatant. I think that Kazar bought it because it's um, it's kind of that that sort of safari khaki it's color. The color of Zabu. <laughs> <laughs> You're Zabu now, Matt. No, no. <laughs> Um, so we go to the office and Karen and Foggy are discussing uh, this letter from Spider-Man. There's a giant yellow Karen. <laughs> yeah, it's giant, yeah. huge. Yeah. I do like Karen's outfit, though. She's wearing like this purple skirt and a red top and little red shoes. It's very cute. See, I prefer the purple dress a little bit I like later the purple on. dress. I mean, I, I don't know. I like the... I don't usually like purple and red together, unless it's dead on Hawkeye hanging out, obviously. But um, <laughs> but I like this little outfit. I think it's very cute on her. Um, Karen wishes that Matt was Daredevil because they at least know that, that Daredevil's alive. <laughs> they don't know if Matt's alive. <laughs> oh, dear. I, I love the fact that, I mean, we, we kind of talked about this, but I love the fact that they're taking this note from Spider-Man so seriously when just yeah. a few issue, issues ago he thought that Foggy was Daredevil. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Yeah, not a reliable source here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's like it's like later on when they meet Mike and Foggy. That you know, Foggy's kind of like they're like, oh, what a, what a character or whatever. And it's like Foggy, you were pretending to be dead of or not that yeah. long ago. <laughs> like, what are you even on? Five <laughs> minutes ago, Foggy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So Matt appears and is like, "Hi, I'm alive." Ta-da. Um, and this is where he's got his little bag that's kind of got this—it's like this weird little crest on it. It's almost like a, yeah. like an Ouroboros, like a snake eating its own tail. Well, I wonder mm. if it's just the bag brand. Maybe, Maybe. a Prada. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and I do really like this panel of just the three of them yeah. together. It's a nicely composed panel. Yeah, it's cute. Foggy's like leaning in at the back. Yeah. It is nice. And this is where Karen, I think, looks really cute in her outfit. It is a cute outfit. I just prefer the purple dress later on. like a giant in this panel, though. I know. Because he's kind of stooping over as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big old chunk. Yeah. Uh, So he basically says the reason he disappeared was he, after sneaking into this arena dressed as Daredevil, and I like that we see it from his story, (laughs) like the panels, it's great. Uh, he was like, oh, oh, thank goodness the real Daredevil's shown up. I'm going to take some time off. So he hands a note to an usher about taking time off and then sneaks off to the seashore for a few <laughs> days. It's so stressful. I have to take a vacation. <laughs> I, I just, yeah, like, <laughs> my note for this is, oh, God, Matt, really? <laughs> <laughs> but he was thinking of that excuse all the all the way. <laughs> it's uh, uh, yeah I, I have my words I've got I have my words just, um, yeah so Karen reveals the letter to Matt who immediately <laughs> is like oh well I've got a twin brother <laughs> I can't I just honestly can't believe that he that's that's the best he could come up with like uh, just like that now, like, I mean, it definitely says something about Matt, I think, in this issue, because he also spent time in this issue talking about how, 
like Daredevil is his real identity, and when he's yeah. Matt, it, he's putting on an identity. It's kind of mm, like yeah. that super, Superman thing. Like, really, he is, you know, Kal-El, but when he's Clark Kent, that is the front. So this is like just doing another identity. And I think you're right, Emma, in that he has to kind of pretend when he's Matt to not be able to do all these things or not be maybe as confident as yeah, he could really, be, which kind of doesn't make... Because he could be confident, you know. There's just Yeah, he's kind of... In these early issues, he's really kind of overly playing up being the complete opposite of anyone who could possibly be a superhero. He's at the same time extremely paranoid about his secret identity, but then also comes up with really ridiculous ways of protecting <laughs> it. Yeah. But yeah, he feels very, he, I mean, he talks about the fact that he feels very constricted in this, in his Matt identity and that he, he's always eager to be Daredevil. So Mike is, is essentially just another way for him to not be Matt, for him to be someone who's able to be more like, himself and be more out there and kind of do all these you know show off and flirt with Karen and do all of these things that he doesn't feel like he's able to do as Matt for for various various kind of uh, not really um, logical but reasons but reasons that he feels are important he flirts with Karen but he also like repeatedly fat shames Foggy and I'm like well yeah I'm just like is this like it's kind of like is this something you've always wanted to say to Foggy like what's I I find their their friendship in these early issues just fascinating yeah it's just so it is like they are complete strangers like like when Foggy says in this issue he's like you know we we, we've been friends for years and all this kind of thing. It's like, it doesn't feel like... It feels like you guys just met each other when you started this law practice. Yeah. yeah. And it it's... does talk a little bit... Um, I think it's 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 one of the upcoming issues that he, he feels like he has to be mean to Foggy as Mike in order to prevent Foggy from getting cl- too close to Mike and figuring out the truth. But it's... Yeah, it's still... They still do... There isn't that bond that we get later. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, the greatest friendship ever. Later, yes. <laughs> <laughs> avocados, <laughs> avocados for life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, I I find it interesting, and part of it is like maybe he comes up with this ridiculous excuse because, like in a small way, even maybe subconsciously, he kind of wants to be found out because then he's yeah. free to be Daredevil, isn't it? Oh, I think that's absolutely mm-hmm. yeah. He 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 wants to have he, he doesn't enjoy well i think on some level he does enjoy keeping secrets but he doesn't he keeps so much of himself hidden that i think he doesn't enjoy doing that so yeah. this gives him essentially he gives himself a public identity where he is i'm daredevil and i'm mike and everyone knows that mike is daredevil so you know so he he gets to kind of experience that that experience of having a a public identity yeah um, seems to enjoy it and obviously it'll come back much, much, much later. Um, <laughs> yes, I, yeah, I do think that's certainly part of it is that he's giving himself this opportunity to see what that's like. Yeah, because he is it's like an outlet. Yeah, so, yeah. I feel like it's partly I don't know somewhat. There's like a hint of, of self-destructive behavior there as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. Um, which is I, I think a part of him anyway. Uh, yeah. So Foggy is immediately suspicious, as you would be. Um, and demands to meet Mike and I wrote here there's a panel and I put Matt is gripping onto the desk because he's struggling under the weight of his lies yeah (laughs) Um, and Karen and Foggy leave and immediately Matt changes into Daredevil and one of my favourite quotes from this issue is when he says where in the name of my little hood horse (laughs) (laughs) that just made me laugh I love it and a mud-headed meatball is also up oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. This, he does some really good like little quips in this one. It's great. Yeah. Um, and in our segment that we haven't had for a long, long time, which is Kane Watch, so <laughs> we've got yep. a new gizmo. We do have a new gizmo. We've got the little hook that's that's back that's like, operated. <laughs> like hook bit thing. Yeah. So you can swing swing through the streets. 
Yeah, I'm not entirely sure where the batteries come into it. Yeah, I don't know where the like. Yeah, because yeah. I never think about this sort of thing too hard. Yeah, the battery doesn't make sense to me. To be fair, when you consider how much other crap is in this cane, I don't, I don't think it really matters. Right. <laughs> I did like, have a conversation. Just, just go with it. Um, just go with it. Oh yeah, there's everything in this cane. I had a conversation with my nephew two days ago. My nephew who is is five, and he was. We were talking, and he doesn't know that much about Daredevil. But we were talking about Daredevil and Spider-Man, and I showed him this Daredevil figure that I have. And he, he said, why has he got a stick? And I said, well, that's his, his stick that he can do this with. And he was like, oh. And he said, has he got webs like Spider-Man? And I said, no, but he can use his stick to swing through uh, the streets. And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, because that stick, he can break it in half, and then he's got two sticks, or he has one big stick, or he can he can fire it, and then he can swing from stuff. This is kind of the Netflix version. And he was just like, can he swing like Spider-Man? And I was like, yeah. Uh, he's, don't you think that's cooler than Spider-Man? Don't you? And he was like, yeah. I was like, good good boy, good nephew. <laughs> I mean, the reason Matt is able to do that is because it works so well with Spider-Man. So it works. Yeah. Stan, yeah, and, exactly. Stan and Jack's strategy for making him a popular character worked. <laughs> every, every time my nephew talks about Spider-Man, I'm like... Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, Daredevil can do this. <laughs> I'm like, you will be a Daredevil fan, <laughs> or I'm not leaving you my entire Daredevil comic collection. <laughs> That's his inheritance, whether he likes it or not. Uh, so Daredevil listens to the radio for news on Leapfrog, and then we get Leapfrog's kind of backstory a bit, where he boasts of being a novelty toy inventor, but now he's a criminal mastermind. Because yeah. obviously that's the next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of like that he doesn't really have a, a, a motive. He's just doing this to do it. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I just want to be a master criminal. Yeah, might as well, you know. And then we have him talking about his new costume, and then we have both my, <laughs> both my boot and my panel of the week <laughs> because I laughed out loud. <laughs> when I saw this panel again I don't know what it is just him in his full leapfrog outfit I think it's the look on his face it's kind of like yeah. <laughs> and again he's holding a I tiny little it. bag because this is the issue of tiny bags <laughs> and all the toys in the background yeah. it's, just, it's, it's great and his giant giant feet yeah. and I I both I both boot it, but it's my panel of the week because <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a very memorable panel. It's, yeah, it's great. It's, I mean, it's, there yeah. are some, yeah, there's some great Mike panels later as well, but this is my panel of the week just because I I I don't know. I just find it so goofy and I love it. I yeah. just I don't understand how he thought that. I mean, the coils on his shoes were you know comedy enough, but he's literally paired them with clown feet yeah and it's like i don't understand how in his brain he thought that that was a sensible aerodynamic practical idea it's like by all means have the frog feet but just kind of like normal sized feet not these (laughs) huge like that that's shit's gonna get caught on stuff I love love the next panel where we see him hopping and he just looks ridiculous. He's just going down the street. (laughs) His feet just spread out. It's so funny. And I love that he has to carry a little bag to put the jeans in that he's going to steal. It just, like, has he not, he just hasn't thought the design through. Like, that's, the yeah, what a dumbass. (laughs) Oh, it's so great. I love it. I think I think I've just been I've just been too spoiled by the plunderer. Yeah. And uh, Leapfrog in much 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 later will kind of be um uh kind of quite significant to the future of Daredevil much later though. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes, just to give you a heads up, Vicky. Mm-hmm. Um so probably in about 9 years. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> a long time. Like uh, my 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 comment, uh, my last comment that I have written for Leapfrog is worst villain ever. Yeah. <laughs> really? Ooh. Yeah. Worse than like, the Matador? The Matador didn't have clown feet. 
<laughs> like I just, I'm just, I'm just like in my head. I'm just going through all these like just clumsy incidents that Leapfrog is going to have with like those giant feet and the little coils. Like I just, oh yeah. What if he bounces on a grate and the coil gets stuck? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like those feet are gonna get caught under things and in things and just. Uh, I, you can I, tell, I, you're right. He hasn't thought it through. But you can tell that a man designed them. <laughs> like that's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you should, what you think you should have some heels with them as well? <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine if like behind the coils on the heel was some actual like a sort of. Four or five inch stiletto. A nice little, or a nice little kitten heel. Oh, that's a cursed image. <laughs> so he goes and he decides to rob the first jewelry store he comes across. Doesn't think about it because he's like, no one can stop me. I can jump no really high. It's kind of stilt man logic where it's like, no one can beat me. I'm really tall. No one can beat no. me. I can jump really high. We do not speak ill of Stiltman no, in well, this house. Uh, in this bar. Mm. Bear that in mind, Vicky. Bear that in mind. Uh, Daredevil says that the that uh, Leapfrog is the fastest person he's ever fought before. And he's ricocheting everywhere like a rubber ball. <laughs> Which is great. <laughs> it's just a great image. Some of the, the, like, the noise effects in this issue were brilliant. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's great. I like, I like the panel where, like, literally Daredevil's, like, he's, like, like li- lunging forward to sort of grab him, and then Leapfrog is kind of leaping up over over him. I know that's yeah. quite, there's a lot of images like that, but it's the really big kind of splash page. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, it's a good one. I, really, I didn't really tongue. like this fight, actually, because it's it's very dynamic and mm. active. And mm. it's, I mean, it's a good, it's it's goofy as anything, but it's a, it's actually a really good fight. <laughs> I, I, I feel like Matt is uh, is drawn much bigger than he usually he's is in this issue. In this, yeah. Like, yeah, like he's sort of because he's he tends to be a lot sort of like definitely muscly, but um, he tends to look a lot leaner. But I feel like in this issue they've given him like a lot more bulk. Sometimes he looks leaner. We, there are there are <laughs> there are Daredevil runs where. Like I'm just thinking off the top of my head, like Daredevil Father Emma. Yeah. Oh, he's yeah, like yeah. the size he's, he's of he's like the juggernaut, and it's yeah. like how how is he doing acrobatics? Is that a, it's it's not drawn by um Rob? What's his face? No, it's not oh, right. God, I can't no. remember the artist. It's um Jokasada. It is oh. Jokasada. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Who yeah, also wrote? He's it? he's just I haven't read that in years. He's just so big in that. Yeah, like a big yeah. bruiser. Yeah, Chunk, chunky boy. Yeah, chunky Matt. Um, so, <laughs> Leapfrog escapes, and then Karen and Foggy head back to the office. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and they open the door, Gosh. and they see a vision in front of them. Not the vision, a vision. <laughs> a vision in a white shirt with brown trousers and an orange check shirt. Green green shades, a little yellow waistcoat, a bolo tie, and a little pork pie hat. <laughs> <Beautiful>. Vicky, <laughs> your first reaction. Um, <laughs> just oh god. <laughs> I like he's um, twiddling his hat on his finger. <laughs> I just like. I mean, I I. You know, I've got a pretty good grip on sort of 60s fashion. But I don't know what era this comes from. This was just like Matt walked into like a charity shop and just grabbed the first thing in his size for each item and just put them all on. Yeah. And and like job done. Like I I don't understand. It's like he's tried to go so far in the opposite direction to like Matt and his, you know, nice crisp Gucci suits <laughs> and everything that he's just kind of like, I, I really love ugly outfits. Like I, you know, I'm all about, you know, ugly items of clothing, but it's just hideous. The whole outfit. <laughs> it's just my two. Hideous. 
it's my boot of the week i just i can't bear it i don't and then the whole like he tops it off with those glasses like what oh you get a you get the the fun experience of seeing all of the different sunglasses he wears oh, yeah. as my he had the whole collection yeah <laughs> i just he looked you know what he looks like he looks like one of those retired men who live in Florida that spent <laughs> most of their time on their like shitty little boat that they don't actually know how to drive anywhere. So they just kind of like hang out on the deck of their little boat in the marina with their little like cool box full of, of beer um, and talk about like nonsense. That's <laughs> what he looks like. He, look, yeah. he, look, no, he looks like <laughs> he looks like he walked off the set of Cocoon. <laughs> oh, Cocoon. So what you're saying, Vicky, is if I next time we go to convention, if I cosplay this, you won't be seen with me. Uh, no. I think Evan, you have cosplayed this. I do cosplay. It's not. It's the outfit from the next issue. But I don't yeah, know what you mean. yeah, I remember seeing it. <laughs> It's great. I'm giving you a high five <laughs> really through the internet. <laughs> and I, I know that's a, like a very specific like description. I think it's the hat. If he wasn't wearing the hat, I feel like the hat should have um, like loads of different like fish hooks in. You know how yeah. like um, yeah. old old man fisherman yeah, like in, in America like the little like uh, fish hook yeah, flies. Like, yeah, that, yeah. Like that's yeah. <laughs> that would just top it off. Yeah, it's it's a look. <laughs> he kind of he kind of reminds me of Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day. <laughs> I don't remember Jeff Goldblum's dad in Independence Day. What do you mean? You don't remember? I don't like Jeff the... Goldblum films. He terrifies me. It's Independence Day. No. Like, wow. Yeah, okay. Just in case our listeners didn't know, I don't know if they're aware of this. I have a phobia of Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Like a severe phobia, which is yes. why, like every birthday, I give you a Jeff Goldblum card. <laughs> and in fact, my co-host on um, on the uh, the other reactionary sass um, podcast, uh, my co-host Brad, uh, when I went and stayed in his house in uh, in his apartment in Florida last year, um, I had a room to myself, and there was a pill- <laughs> there was a cushion on the bed. That every time I left the room to go to like the bathroom, I came back, this cushion was on the bed and it was covered in black sequins. And I was looking at it going, well, that's a weird aesthetic choice for Brad to have. I don't see him having a black sequin cushion, but okay. And then one day when he was out, I went into the room and I noticed that one of the sequins was kind of up a bit. And I was like, there's a, there's, there's something on this cushion. So I pushed all the sequins the other way and it was, it was a picture of Jeff (laughs) Goldberg. So now I have a sequin Jeff Goldblum cushion. Thanks, Brad. And then there's me who just adores Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, you do send me pictures of Jeff Goldblum a lot. Like, yeah, I yeah, love thanks, him. friend. Yeah, but yeah, like Jeff Goldblum's dad, uh, he's played by Jod Hirsch. Um, oh, I do know who you mean. The yeah. tiny little angry Jewish man in, yeah. in Independence Day. Um, and I, and it's like I don't even think he wears hat like that in Independence Day um, I think it's more of a flat cap if I remember rightly but yeah this whole like uh, Mike Murdoch get up just reminds me of <laughs> yeah like a Jewish Floridian retiree <laughs> on, on a boat with a, with a fishing rod amazing I love it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right <laughs> yeah. so Mike is yeah he's very confident he's calling foggy names and he's flirting with karen immediately he's made himself at home he's got his feet up feet up on the desk and he puts on the radio and hears that leapfrog has held up a a bank um and he's like oh i gotta go because after all i am daredevil and i'm mike murdoch and i'm definitely not matt okay bye (laughs) (laughs) and karen says oh god go ahead I was going to say, Garen refers to Mike as a swaggering, swell-headed, loudmouth clown. Nothing like Matt, and yet. <laughs> I, find, I find him irresistibly charming. Yeah. <laughs> We've we established that Karen is a cape chaser at this point, because anyone that is a, a superhero, <laughs> like she was, she was kind of, she kind of liked Spider-Man. 
She likes Daredevil, and now she likes Mike because Mike is Daredevil. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. I buy that. Yeah, she's a And I do really fan. like that um, Foggy and Karen, I mean, they're skeptical, but they buy it. Yeah. And it retroactively makes sense because I won't go into detail, uh, but both Foggy and Karen are revealed to have family secrets. Yes. So this is, they just buy this and kind of a This isn't too weird. Yeah. <laughs> it would be bizarre, though. It would be like if I suddenly like said to you, Vicky, we've known each other a long time. By the way, did you know I have a twin? I would, I would immediately get in my car and come to your house and slap you. And you would like, demand to. I mean, you would, you would, The first thing you would do is demand to see us in at the same time in the same oh, place. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, be like, right. <laughs> How are you going to get out of this one? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, where, where is Matt at this? Where is Matt at this point? Like, why? Is this Mike is what I don't understand. Office? Like, why is Mike just there? It's like, surely if you were going to do the whole, like, I'm going to introduce my twin, um, you would be like, this is my twin. Right. And you would think that he wants to be a secret going into the mindset of Mike. So he would be pissed at his twin for being like revealing his secret, you know, that he exists, but also the fact that he's Daredevil. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he would like, just be like, "Hey, you got me! Ha ha! Here I am!" <laughs> you know? Yeah, and then again, there's the fact that I mean, Matt could easily have said, "Oh, he's you know, he's far away doing Daredevil stuff. He can't, mm. you know, or he doesn't, you know." He could have made other excuses for why for them to not meet Mike, but Simply instead, straight away, says, well, clearly, I've gotta take on this other identity. I have no other choice. Yeah. Like, literally, he could have said, like, the reason that I, you know, don't talk about him is because he's a bad man and he's in prison. Right. And he's, like, the reason I was inspired to go to law school. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. Like, that you know... Be- you know, he could have just. It's like, yeah, I've got a twin, but he's it, like, he's he's not a nice person, We're which strange. is why we don't get yeah. along. in a while. Yeah. 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 Which is what he implies, anyway. Um, yeah, he says he's the black sheep of the family, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, on some level, he's enjoying this, which becomes more yeah. in later issues. Oh yeah, he loves it. He loves it. <laughs> it's it's so much fun to see Matt behaving this way i mean clearly it's an exaggeration but it's 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 fun to see him behaving this way not as daredevil just kind of hanging out and and it's not the last time he takes another identity (laughs) oh god (laughs) (laughs) so bear that in mind so uh so daredevil tracks leapfrog to a park um and Leapfrog uh, manages to escape Daredevil's grasp, and they have a big fight. And Daredevil manages to use his new cable, of course, to kind of tie mm-hmm. him up, which is great, and pull him to the ground. And that that page in particular, where he's swinging that around the cable and like catching Leapfrog, is really dynamic. It's so nice yeah. drawn. Yeah, it's a really yeah, cool. like just like with the other fight, this one it's. The leapfrog, I mean, say what you will about leapfrog, but he, he allows for, yeah, really, really interesting fights. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. I love the panel as well where he, because leapfrog, like, plays possum and pretends he's unconscious, and then he, like, suddenly, like, kicks Matt yeah. in the jaw, and I really like that panel. It's really yeah, cool. that's a great panel. Uh, Matt also is waxing lyrical about the power of a solid punch in the kisser. <laughs> <laughs> This is American as apple pie. (laughs) Um, There is a weird panel that I... Because sometimes there's some weird artwork that kind of stands out to me. There's one where he is punching Leapfrog in the jaw. And it's the one uh, just before he he yells Geronimo. And it's very strangely drawn the way his legs are. Like like yeah, Daredevil's legs and his his neck looks really long. It's really weird. Mm, yeah, it's a really odd, a very weird angle. Mm. Yeah, because you can't quite work out where his other leg is, and if it is going round behind him, then his balance would be off. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. Um, but that's the only sort of weird thing I saw in this. This issue. That's the only weird thing. <laughs> well, the only yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only weird drawing composition thing, you know. Um, 
So, I mean, there's nothing else weird in this. I mean, people make up twins all the time. I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. So, Daredevil delivers Leapfrog to the cops, who are very pleased. And mm-hmm. back in the office, Matt is reading a note from the Leapfrog. It's kind of a very quick ending. It's sort of wrapped up in one panel. And the Leapfrog mm-hmm. has written to Nelson and Murdoch asking them to defend him in court. And Foggy is sulking in the background, <laughs> which I would be like... Like, he's, he's apparently... I mean, Matt assumes... Foggy never says. Matt assumes that Foggy is sulking because he hates costumed crooks. But I'd be like, maybe Foggy's sulking because your twin brother insulted him repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly Matt. Like, do you think? <laughs> oh, so I just think it's funny with Foggy just sulking in the background. Yeah, that's a great, another great panel. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's great. And that's the end of the issue. And then it says, next-ish, more of Brother Mike and a few new swinging surprises. Yes. So, before we go into our toots and boots, any other sort of general thoughts about this issue? Uh... It's very interesting, like, reading, because I hadn't read this issue in a while, and, like, reading about Mike, like, the first appearance of Mike, and then with what's been happening in the last couple of years, you know? Mm, yeah, I love revisiting um, these issues. Yeah, in that, given the, the new context, yeah, um, I really enjoy that. Now that we have this new layer coming mm. back retroactively, kind of seeing these in a new from a new lens, essentially. Um, yeah, well, we'll have to sort of yeah, we'll definitely have to discuss that when we get to it. In, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Many, yeah, put many me years. down for. Number six oh six in <laughs> a year. Yeah, I'll be. I'll probably be releasing those issues in uh, yeah about ten years. <laughs> but it's yours. <laughs> uh, Vicky, any any other thoughts? No, I think I think we've covered it in just the whole like this is just it's going to be really interesting. Like as as dumb as it is, like because Matt. God's sake, you're supposed to be, you know, a really intelligent person, but um, it's it will be really interesting to see just how much he lets loose because mm-hmm. he clearly wants to, like he clearly, you know, it's an outlet for him rather than mm-hmm. I, I like. I think that maybe it's going to become more of an outlet for him than like a cover story. Like I, I'm, I'm concerned that he's going to get a little bit too into being Mike. <laughs> um, Reasonable. Yeah. So yeah, that's so that much is, fun. <laughs> but that whole like, you know, he can really just kind of go and you know get his kind of Tony Stark on, you know, like Tony Stark with his like, well, I'm Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I'm Tony yeah. Stark. So uh, it'd be interesting to see that side of Matt. I think. Now, Absolutely. important question, Vicky, if, uh, and Emma, if they'd got to season five of Netflix Daredevil, do you think they would have adapted this story? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was, I was kind of, the fact that they even referenced Mike in season yeah. one, I was kind of before it came out, my friend and I were joking, oh, I hope, I hope they adapt Mike. So even just getting that, that reference was one of my favorite moments in the season. I freaked out. Um, in my favorite episode of Dead yeah. of all time. Yeah. Um, so I I would like to think so in my in my in my dream world, absolutely. <laughs> but I'd I love to have seen Charlie Cox wearing this exact outfit. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> would have been great. Oh, uh, um, okay, so let's get to our toots and our boots. So I have already said I am tooting Mike Murdoch. It's an insane outfit, but I love it because I just love the idea that this is what Matt chose to wear. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to boot. Um, I do have a mini toot for Karen's outfit I like, um, but I am going to um, boot uh, Leapfrog's outfit because it's just, I don't know why it is, like any any frog related villain their costumes kind of gross me out maybe i have an issue with frogs i don't know um but like i just it's so impractical and i just don't get it so mm. there's my boots and toots what about you vicky i am going to boot 
uh, leapfrog in general, I think, uh, <laughs> but especially his like just stupid froggy clown shoe. Uh, yeah, like ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. I'm also gonna boot uh, Mike Murdoch's outfit because I just <gasps> it's it's hideous. Like it's absolutely hideous. But um, it's so hideous, it's gone round to being beautiful again. <laughs> You did that on purpose. <laughs> it's intentional. Mm. I'm going to toot Karen's purple dress because I really and I enjoyed that, and it's purple. It was purple. Yeah. And we know how we. Yes. Uh, so yeah, those are my toots and my boots. Nice. What about you, Emma? Well, of course, obviously, I have to toot the heck out of Mike's outfit because. <laughs> <laughs> Anything Mike wears is automatically fantastic. <laughs> um, and I don't really have a boot. Nothing really stood out to me. I actually, I, I like Leapfrog's outfit in the same way that I like Stiltman's outfit, that it's so ridiculous and bizarre that I, I appreciate it. So I kind of have a two and then a, another slightly lesser two. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I mean, what, what Leapfrog could have done instead of having to carry that little bag to collect all the jewels in, he could have had a hoover like Stiltman. And oh the my jewels. gosh! Your, your favorite thing, Vicky. My favorite thing in the whole world. <laughs> uh, and panel of the week. My panel. I love the one, obviously, when we get to meet Mike for the first time. But the one that makes me laugh out loud is just the first look at Leapfrog. Even though I hate his costume, I laugh when I see it. So that's my panel of the week. Uh, Vicky, what about you? I also enjoy that. Um, uh, that panel but my other panel of the week is going to be when Matt gets back to the office um, there's a panel where Karen and Foggy are looking at him with like the squinty eyes of suspicion <laughs> and I just I love it <laughs> I love that panel they're just like really Matt really <laughs> uh, so yeah I'm going for those two those two panels okay and uh, what about you Emma um, well, it's got to be uh, Mike's introductory panel. <laughs> I love everything about it. Um, and I guess another one would be in Matt's the the very beginning of Matt's second fight with Leapfrog. There's this great panel of at the bottom of page 15 of him uh, flying tackling Leapfrog, and it's a it's a really fun dynamic panel. I like that one. <laughs> Major, I've got a question for you. So when you've cosplayed Mike, have you gone <laughs> to like events and stuff as Mike? Oh yeah, I go to I go to conventions. I've gone to New York Comic Con a whole bunch of times as Mike. Have you had like people recognize? Because Vicky and I have co- have like cosplayed some some more sort of minor characters. I remember when yeah. we went to a convention, I was dressed as Jessica Jones, but as as Jewel, um, oh, and then yeah. uh, Vicky was Purple Man. And I think we only had like one person recognize us, didn't we, Vicky? Wow. And there was. You know, yeah. And when we were from Pushing Daisies, I think we only had like a couple of people recognize us. And when I was Typhoid Mary, like the and the Chenty version, there was only a couple yeah. of people. So I'm wondering, like, did a lot of people sort of recognize you? No, I'm very rarely recognized, but it's always worth it because yeah. I've been recognized by um, Lee Weeks recognized me. Oh, Paolo recognized me. Charles. Sol- so the people who... I mean, if I'm going to be recognized by anyone, I would yeah. like to be recognized by people who worked on the comic. So but yeah. I would like to be recognized more in general. I'm hoping that eventually <laughs> more people will know about Mike. Absolutely. But it's a fun costume regardless. It's one of those that I, I enjoy wearing whether or not anyone knows who I am because yeah. I just <laughs> it's fun. And That's it's, what it's quite. Like. Yeah, it's quite practical as well. It's quite yeah, a good yeah. costume for a convention. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's more practical than what we wear yeah. half the time, isn't it, Vicky? Really? Yeah. I mean, when, My, we, like, when we went to the was it Age of Ultron premiere? We were up on the stage. It was Age of Ultron, wasn't it? Oh, cool. Uh, was it Age of Ultron or was it? No, it wasn't Winter Soldier. No, it was I was Age of Ultron. Widow. So it was no, because that one you were uh, Winter Soldier. You were Black Natasha. Widow, and I was Winter Soldier. And then, so it was Age of Ultron. Um, we end, we ended up going on stage with a load of other cosplayers, but all the cosplayers in the pen with us, we're sort of looking at them, and you've got like Thor and Black Widow and Loki and these oh, characters. It was, hot. it was hot Thor as well. Oh, it was really hot <laughs> Thor. 
but they're all characters that are very well known in the MCU, yeah. but also in the comics. Yeah. And then there's me and Vicky, and I'm dressed as Jewel, and she's Mockingbird. <laughs> so quite <laughs> obscure, but they they loved be... our. We got picked out for our costume. They liked them, but we yeah, were we were cool. much more obscure characters. To be fair, I think it's possibly we were only up there because we were wearing cat suits. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. They wanted to put us <laughs> under all those lights in our cat suits. <laughs> yeah, in our white cat suits. <laughs> but I, I absolutely agree with you, Emma, that it's totally worth it when people at cons like recognise who you are. Because yeah. when Vicky and I went to one and we were dressed as Ned and Chuck from the show Pushing Daisies, <laughs> like nobody knew who we were except yeah. um, one person like ran up to us and they were so excited because they were also dressed as Ned and they were like yeah. oh, are you Ned and Chuck and they were like yeah so yeah happy. when you get that one person yeah, yeah it was worth. like suddenly a wild uh, a wild Ned the pie maker appeared <laughs> <laughs> and I was yeah. like ah yeah that was that was it. Yeah, it's, it's and so we great. did get we got the Brian Fuller seal of approval for that did, cosplay. Yeah. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. I was me and um, a friend of of uh, mine, Vicky. She she dresses up as um, Black Widow a lot, and we have joked that one day we are going to. She's going to dress up as as like Natasha, and I'm going to yeah. dress up as Matt Murdock, and we're going to go around a convention pushing a baby carriage with a little ginger <laughs> baby in it. With a sign saying Mapone. Mapone. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> Spoiler alert. She will text me every so often to just be like, why is it called Mapone? Why? You need to have a, a Ben Yurick following you around confused. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, so we have to now decide what to do with this issue. So what we do with issues uh, for our listeners so they know is... Uh, we have a big vault behind the bar. It's behind many, many doors. And that's where we keep all the best issues of Daredevil that we're going to reread and cherish and, and keep for forever and ever safe. So we can. It's, not, it's it not, the... really a, it's not really a vault. It's a shelf in the toilet out of the back. Yeah, it is a shelf in the toilet. <laughs> it's a wine rack. <laughs> we have a wine rack in Josie's? <laughs> we have a lot of places in Josie's. I haven't even told you about the library yet. The West Wing. Wow. (laughs) Wait, is this the TARDIS disguised? (laughs) secretly a TARDIS. (laughs) Pretending to be a dive bar in Hell's Kitchen. Uh, So we can either put it in the vault, which means it's very good, or we can throw it through the window of Josie's bar, a la Turk Barrett, or we can, if we're not sure, we can toss it on a shelf under the bar, to be used to spill up moppages, to mop up spillages, that's what I meant to say, <laughs> if we're not sure. To mop, yeah, that's it. So I, for one, am going to vote that this has to go in the vault because it's the first appearance of Mike Murdoch. I'm going to second that because I, I have a feeling that, I mean, obviously I don't know, like, what happens, like, further on, but I have a feeling that this is, like, a bit of a, a milestone kind of issue with like a character so I'm going to vote that it go is it should probably go in the bowl. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean I would put this on a plinth with spotlights on it. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I how yeah. about we put it in the vault on a velvet cushion? Yes. <laughs> As it deserves. <laughs> Uh, it, could okay. be, it could go on the fourth plinth at, um, in Trafalgar Square. <laughs> Trafalgar Square. <laughs> oh i'd love that it's just a giant step oh we have this we have trafalgar square in london i'm not sure if if emma if you or our listeners are familiar with it very historic square there are four plinths around it three of them have statues i think they're all people on horseback isn't it right vicky what what which one did they take didn't they take one down and that's why the plinth is empty and it was kind of like they didn't know what to put there yeah so certain artists got like um uh, it, it's, it's like a you got a slot didn't you like yeah certain, it's like every 18 months or so they change it and there'll be a sculpture and there's been like some amazing sculptures over the years but now no, i do think there should just be a giant statue of mike murdoch <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> absolutely definitely Uh, so now it's time for our last segment of the issue, one that we didn't do last week, which is our most important segment, which is Vix Predicts. No, we did do. We, last we, we didn't do it called Vix Predicts. Oh, we did do oh, it, okay. but I didn't I didn't announce it officially. Okay. Uh, 
Well, I'm going to say it again. Vix predicts. I am working on a jingle for you, by the way. That is my jingle. So next issue is called Stilt Man Strikes Again. (gasps) (laughs) Yay! Stilt Man! Do you know what? I think I'm going to have to get, so we all know that I'm going to get a plunderer tattoo, but I think I'm also going to have to get alongside that a Stilt Man tattoo as well. I think it's going to have to be like... a little cluster of, of really shit dead. Are you going to get, like, stilt man up, like, your inner leg? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, up the outside with his with his, uh, with his his crime hoover. Yeah, and he's pointing the hoover up and he's, like, like, like sucking up jewels from your belly button. <laughs> Which I don't have pierced. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so great if you had, like, a belly button stud and it looked like he was trying to suck up the diamond for your belly button stud <laughs> Although, I mean, I'm thinking like the plunderer tattoo is going to be uh, on my so like lower leg sort of near my ankle but I think I'm going to have to have stilt man next to him but his legs going all the way up Amazing. my legs and then like his actual body kind of um, up near my hip oh that would be amazing <laughs> Have you guys seen, did you guys, they, they announced uh, the end of last year a new set of Marvel toys? Yeah. And what is yeah. Built Man? And yeah. you can buy, they, they also have a, bunch, have a hand ninja, and with the hand ninja are leg segments. So you can buy a whole bunch of hand ninjas and end up with a giant stilt man. It's one of the oh coolest toys I've ever seen. That's so I think I, I sent you, or I posted a photo, didn't I, on the Facebook group, Vicky, because I saw it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh I mean, I'm pretty bored at the moment in lockdown, so maybe I'll cut up a monster hideout and turn it into a stilt man. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, I love his stupid long leg. I just it's his it's his crime Hoover that for me like that is I have never I, I haven't laughed that hard. You were um, crying laughing like I, when you sent that video just to me. Crying with laughter <laughs> when he was sucking up all like the money and jewels with his like crime Hoover. I just, like I genuinely haven't lost my shit that hard <laughs> in a long time. I was just yeah, and every now and then I just I'll be doing like sort of just random mundane things and suddenly remember <laughs> that particular panel and just have a little <laughs> chuckle to myself. <laughs> Oh, so good. <laughs> so well, that, I think, yeah, that, Stilt Man is definitely going in like the 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 Marvel tattoo that yeah. I'm planning on getting. I still want a Daredevil on my back. I've got a little DD tattoo, but I would like a Daredevil. I think I would. I don't know which one though. There's too many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you do have, like, an enormous owl on your back. I do have a giant owl. So if I did have a daredevil, it would look like he's riding that giant owl from that issue. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I could get a tiny little daredevil tattooed like he's riding the giant owl that's on my back. Please do it. And like and a really terrified looking you guys. a really terrified looking judge, like with just his <laughs> eyes, eyes peeking over the top. Oh, and then underneath that, I, one of the tattoos I do want to get is Harold and Maud riding the motorbike um, oh, from the yeah. movie Harold and Maud. So it would, if I got that underneath, it would look like Harold and Maud are riding a motorbike away from a giant owl being driven by Daredevil. That's pretty Amazing. much the, the greatest tattoo ever. Oh. Just epic. Uh, yeah. Maybe one day. <laughs> <laughs> I think my tattoos would disown me. <laughs> well, when I, when I win the lottery, um, yeah. we'll, like, we'll have a day of tattooing. We'll be sensible millionaires. <laughs> you know, people, other millionaires invest it in property. Get I'm getting a, a stilt man. <laughs> <laughs> Money well spent. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so it's now time at the bar, guys. Ring that bell, Vicky. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, it's a quiet bell this week. Um, oh, do you want me to be louder? <laughs> yeah, well, it's up to you. Um, so we have to give Emma a massive, massive, massive thank you, as always. Yes. 
for coming on. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. No, thank you so much. I'm always fun. happy to talk about, to be invited to talk about Mike because I do it anyway to myself. <laughs> if you want to post any like photos or anything like from the blog on the Facebook group, like honestly, feel free. You're more than welcome to. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. Not that there's not that much action going on in the Facebook group, but feel free to <laughs> post anything. But also, please feel free right now to promote your blog because it's awesome. Thank you. Yes. Um, so my blog is called Daresplaining. Um, it's on Tumblr, and I talk about anything that comes to mind having to do with Daredevil, anything I'm thinking about. And there is a lot on there about Mike Murdoch. So um, <laughs> check it out if you're interested. Yeah. If you want to do a deep dive into Mike Murdoch. Yes. That's, that's, that would be your first port of call. Absolutely. <laughs> and um, obviously you're coming on again. So I think yes. this means that just like um, Elizabeth and Daniel, you do have a seat at the bar. Uh, so oh. we've got a little stool at the bar for you and it's got your name on it. Oh, wow. Uh, as a repeat guest. And Rebecca as well. Rebecca also has one. Yep. So, uh, and I think Connor does as well. We have quite a few people that have seats at the front. <laughs> <laughs> it's our, re- our regular guests. Um, yeah, but otherwise, next week we will be back with the return of Stiltman. <laughs> Yay! Bye, everyone. Oh. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want to send us feedback, you can contact us via Josie's Bar at reactionary-sass.com, on facebook.com at Josie's Bar Podcast, at Instagram or Twitter at Josie's Bar, or on Tumblr at josiesbarpodcast.tumblr.com. You can also call the SAS line 321-710-4947. Our other podcasts and individual social media accounts can be found at reactionary-sass.com.